0: you are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today I want to talk about how to make time in your business. Let's talk about how to make time each week so that you can get more done and feel good about it. Do you like the sound of that? So do I. And let me start by saying that much like the money equation, time can be saved. That's a good thing, right? But the difference is that Money is infinite, whereas time is finite, so you can only save time to a certain point. There are definitely efficiencies to be gained, but I want to propose that making more time is about something different. And this episode is as much a self-reflection as an informational episode because I've battled with the idea of being productive myself. I've struggled to feel like I'm achieving something and I've procrastinated as much as the next person. And I finally think I have it solved. Let's start with something I call the time creation equation. With all the coaching I've done over the last 10 years and having worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and budding coaches, a lot of people, probably most people I've ever coached, think that they don't have enough time in their life or in their business, or they feel like they're not productive enough, or all of it. (laughs) That's pretty much what people say. And that feeling that you have is just a function of two things. Number one, there's your own expectations about what you can achieve. And number two, there's how much time you spend on focused, productive work, getting outcomes. That's really all it is, your expectations and the time you spend getting outcomes. First, let's say that by being totally realistic in your expectations for what you can create and by finding out how to work in a focused and productive way, you can create the time you need to get done what you need to get done. So let's talk about how to do that and we'll start by talking about expectations. I have to say that a lot of people struggle with this and I know that I did for a long time. I expected so much of myself And I think it's important that you take a step back from what you're doing and be really real and honest with yourself about how much time you actually have. Let's say that you're working in your business part-time and you have 15 hours available during the week. The temptation is to think that you can cram a whole bunch of things into those 15 hours or maybe you expect yourself to be able to complete new or complex tasks in that time because you're a competent person, because you're organized, because you're juggling things and doing pretty well at that. But there is another layer on top of just the time you have available that you need to consider. For all those hours that you have available, you're going to have a portion of them as downtime. You aren't always going to be feeling energized and clear headed and decisive and ready to go. Sometimes you're gonna feel distracted. Sometimes you're going to be feeling flustered or confused. And nearly always, you're going to be switching from one task to another and losing time in the process as you change hats or as you change roles in your life from mother to businesswoman, from wife or husband to business person. All of those things cost a percentage of the total working time you have available. Of course, there's going to the toilet, brushing your teeth and eating in amongst all of that too. So when you get very clear and specific about what's realistically possible to achieve each day or in each week or each month, then you can cut yourself some slack. And I'm going to suggest you're going to find it hard to cut yourself some slack unless you are super realistic in the start. Do that and you'll be totally clear on where you can spend your time and to make enough room to allow the downtime or transition time that you will invariably require. Here's a bit of a six step process that might help you to get started with defining the amount of time you have available so that you can get really clear on your expectations. Step number one is to work out the total number of hours that you have available at work each week. Only count the blocks of time that are at least 45 minutes long, preferably half or whole days. That's the easy bit. Step number two is to multiply that number you just got by 80%. And this is going to be your new realistic total hours that allow for times lost in transition or distraction. So now you only have 80% of your original total as your more realistic total for hours available. Step number three is to identify one major project that you will complete this week and break it down into single specific tasks. Now, you might be used to tackling lots of different things or several different projects or not working at a specific enough level. So this step is super important. Break it down into the smallest unit tasks possible. Step number four, schedule the tasks into time slots in your calendar. And I encourage you to think and experiment about how to make this work for you on a weekly basis. Put more creative tasks into the places where you'll have more energy and open and happy headspace, and put the detailed or analytical tasks into spaces where you might more likely be focused and ready to concentrate. Do your best and be prepared to change if you need to on the day. Step number five, if there are any tasks that are new that you haven't done before, make some decisions. Decisions in advance about how long you'll try those tasks or attempt them or get started with them before you ask for help, or when and who you'll ask for help. So for example, if you've never used Instagram before, you might allocate two hours trying to learn how to use that. And depending on how that goes, those two hours, you might schedule some more learning time, or you might get on with using it, or you might decide to seek some help or outsource it. So be very clear about the decisions that you allocate to the time slots for new things. Step number six, I invite you to record how you spend every 30-minute block of your working time in a work diary. This is so important because you can only learn what works or doesn't if you can see what you're doing right now. I did this as a consultant in a business that I managed in Perth in my previous life before I was a coach. We had to account for every 15 minutes of time rather than the 30 and to allocate it to a job number. And when you do this every day and you get practiced at it, you quickly see where you're spending and wasting and being most productive with your time. It's such a great exercise and keeping a timesheet for yourself or a diary like this is so useful. It gives you so much information about the best way to manage your time. So with that being said and some discussion around your expectations and how to get a handle on being really realistic with your time, let's talk now about being really focused and productive. And I'll start by saying that if you get that first bit right, if you have clear, specific scheduled tasks and manage your expectations okay, then you should feel more focused and productive by default because you know exactly what you're doing and when and how much you can accomplish in a week. You'll feel more productive and more focused because you know that all of the decisions that you needed to make have been made in advance. And when you're in the thick of work mode, your brain will love you because you've planned your week. No more decision fatigue or wondering what if. You'll also feel more focused because you've allowed for downtime. Rather than cramming your calendar full of back-to-back things as I used to do, when you see a space in your calendar, there is a sense of relief. And once again, your brain will love you because you've allowed time for it to switch from one mode to the next. Your brain struggles with change and allowing enough space is really important. Aside from those two things, though, there is another skill that you'll need to use to be focused and productive, and that is the skill of resisting urges. It might sound a little odd, but hear me out. You're gonna find that when things get difficult or confusing, or if you're feeling a little tired, you will get the urge to procrastinate or do busy work, and those things don't really achieve anything. Or maybe you'll be tempted or desired to take multiple breaks in an attempt to get your motivation back. Sorry, none of this will work. (laughs) I'm just being honest. And in fact, being productive requires both discipline and honesty. It means saying no to yourself when things feel hard or saying yes to yourself when you really do need a break or time to revise your plan. So here's what you can do instead. When you get that urge, if you're feeling tired and you get the urge to push through, it may be just that day that you're needing a rest. So take one, schedule it in readjust your calendar, or look at the bigger picture and say, does this mean that you're expecting too much of yourself and is this a regular pattern? Reflect on what's really going on for you, whether you need a break right now or to rework your scheduling in the future. What if you're someone that gives in to the urge to procrastinate? Well, to me, this usually means that you don't know what to do or you're confused about something or that something is difficult, so you lack confidence in yourself or the path you're taking or what you're doing or how you're doing it. It's basically a lack of confidence or fear. All of this means is that you need to get help or to accept and commit to some training time which might set you back a little from your goal which is totally okay. At least if you've done that training work you'll know what you need to do and how to do it rather than procrastinating and avoiding the truth. On the other hand, if you start doing busy work and that's an urge that you're giving into, it usually means that you're avoiding something. It's kind of like when you're procrastinating. Perhaps you might feel like you don't know what you're doing or that the end seems too big or too far away or you're frustrated with your lack of results and you just might need a sense of achievement. What I recommend you do in this case is to have some really clearly defined outcomes for each block of time that are stepping stones to the bigger result you seek to get. For example, let's say that you're frustrated by a lack of results generally in your business. What you can focus on instead is a small result that you could create within an hour. So perhaps you're doing the Pomodoro technique where you work in 45 to 60 minute blocks of time. It might be that in that period you develop an ad campaign or you write the first two pages of an ebook. Notice how specific that is. And it's not the final result, but it's a specific result you can achieve in that time block. And it will take you toward the bigger goal. Your brain will feel a sense of achievement around that. Or well, let's say that you're in that I don't know what to do mode or you're lacking self confidence, so you're procrastinating or being busy. What you could do with that time, as soon as you notice that urge coming up to procrastinate, you could make an appointment with someone who could help you to so write the email or make the call that will set those wheels in motion. Then you can move on to another task in your list. If you do this, then you have the benefit of finishing all the other tasks ahead of time and feeling good about that achievement. All of these strategies are designed to help you keep taking action so that you can maintain momentum and feel good about what you're doing, even if things do feel challenging or frustrating or confusing, confusing. So, In other words, creating time is simply about setting your expectations at the right level and being super realistic and I've given you a six-step process for that. And the second thing is to learn how to resist urges. At any given time, you may get the urge to take a break or be busy or procrastinate but that's usually a sign of an unmet need and you can definitely work that out through another method by thinking smaller, not bigger, and by taking one tiny step so that you still get the sense of achievement and like you're moving forward. I hope that's been useful for you and I invite you to keep a log of your time and measure how you're spending your time and work out where your energy is the best. It's a work in progress and as you get better at this and you understand yourself more, you will be able to create more productive time in your business and feel good about the way you use your time. It will feel like an investment. Thanks for listening and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye for now.